Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. Hey, Danielle's back. Hey, here I am. Hey, Danielle. Glad to have you back. Thank you, man. How'd your art show go? Went really well. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was good to see everybody, and uh, everybody had some amazing art there, and um, people came to check out the, their amazing art, and uh, it was good. It was super awesome. awesome. Yeah, that was a fun time, but we're so glad to have you back on the show. Uh, we're going to get some good discussion going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends, and here's Danielle. She's back to tell you all about it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. Aubrey's going to tell you about it. Oh, so Aubrey. Okay, so here's what it is. It's like uh, we're going to read a book, and then you're going to we're going to tell you about that book, and then you're going to read that book, and then you're going to tell us what you thought about that book while we're reading another book, and then we're going to tell you about that book, and the cycle <laughs> continues. Uh, and you send us a hey, you damn guys, and uh, it's all about friendship, and that's a book club. Back that to you, John or Danielle. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Aubrey. Um, I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts, shouts out. Yes. I want to shout out Wes, um, Wes Matthijs. He was hanging out with us last week for that Baltimore episode. So uh, thank you so much, Wes. That was so much fun having you on the show. Yes, Wes. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. I also want to shout out Bedrock City Comics. Bedrock City. City yeah, Comics. that's our local comic book store. We are doing our first con. We are doing Bedrock City Con. It's going to be on May 14th at No Label Brewery here in Houston. And we got a booth there. And I'm going to be selling some comics and some other stuff. We're also going to be... Uh, Trying to do some podcasting as well, you know, maybe like get some, uh, capture some of the fun that's going on um, there at the con. We're really excited to do it. I'll have links to it in our link tree and also on our social medias. If you're in the Houston area, you know, come on out, say hi to us and uh, come be on the show potentially if they let me take my stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it should be fun. Come be a book club member in person. Yeah, get a sticker. Yes, we got some stickers. They're pretty awesome. badass. And those and, stickers were designed by Ross Radke. Yes, uh, yeah, yes. Book, club book club member. Yes, additional shout out to Ross Radke, book club member, awesome, uh, sometimes co-host. We need to have him back on the show again. Yeah. And also um, just an amazing artist. I'll link him in our show notes as well. Yes, he was very sweet for taking time out to do that logo for us. Yeah, we appreciate awesome. That. We got to send Ross a bunch of stickers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got to send oh, Ross yeah, we a bunch definitely. of stickers. All right. It's the book club in sticker form. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. feedback. Yes. That's the classic one right there. You read a story, we talk about it. You hate them guys, us, and it's a book club game. Regarding our Batman episode, that was one that we did. That was, I think, the last one that you were on, right? The Batted Man. We heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. Sure is. He said, I have so much to say. Okay. Best Batman movie yet. <laughs> Best Batman, Batmobile, and score. That Elfman yes. score is still good, but this one felt like it was the score that should have always existed. Get some timpanies in there. And the three books they need to look at if they want to do Dick Grayson in a later movie is Dark Victory by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, okay. Robin Year One by Dixon Beatty, okay. Polito and Martin, and Robin and Batman by Lemire and Wynn. All have this incredible blend of the early days and then bring in more modern, darker sensibilities. All tell of the early days of Dick Grayson's transition to Robin. Aubrey, you'll be happy to know that the Bat Emblem is not a gun. Reeve said that it's meant to look like a tactical all-purpose weapon slash tool. Or a giant bat knife. Because that's what it is. <laughs> it's just a big old knife. 
You think it's a multi tool? Like it's got like you pull out like some tweezers. Maybe it is. There, Maybe it's got some, like some extra stuff. You in know, there. I bet you it's got like <laughs> this, other things. In, 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 there. in this movie, he uses it as a bat knife, yeah. but in the next movie, he'll use it as a like a lock lock pick. Like a lock pick. Nail clipper. There was some, yeah, a nail There's clipper. Some stuff in there. <laughs> a hangnail. Like, like yeah, like a tweezer or something in there. <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff in there. There's probably like a little, you know, those all those. It's got a wrench. Well, so yeah, it's got like a little exactly. There's like a little screwdriver. A little there. bottle opener. Bottle opener in there. <laughs> Get your, your sad boy juice open. Yeah, there you go. Christopher Egan said, Reeves thought it was cool that people assumed it was a gun, but it's not. All right. Interesting. Wait, so why Batman specifically in that movie even said, no guns. And then Gordon's like, hey, that, hey man, that's your thing. I'm not doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, that's, that's your deal. Right, so right. So why would anyone ever assume that it kind of looks looks like like a gun it looks like a gun (laughs) just give batman a gun sure all right on his chest but uh, no okay so look okay so i'm glad to know that it's not supposed to be a gun but it still looks like one and it's not my favorite (laughs) right yeah (laughs) (laughs) look but no he's right on all other of these accounts here he's right on all this stuff that he said about the movie so i i agree with you Yeah, about all job. of those things. Yeah, thank um, you yeah. So I've, uh, I've since got to seen it a second time since then, and oh man, it's still so good. That movie has been on a just loop on in our house. The, yeah, it's just on just, all the time. It's just on. I'll be like, can I restart this? And we'll just start it over halfway through it's and just, just start on watching all it the again. Time. Yeah, we've seen it a lot. Um, so I um I agree with you. It's an incredible movie. I can't stop watching it, and every time I watch it. I notice something different every time I listen to it and I'm doing something else. I, I still notice stuff yeah. about it and I love it. It's amazing. We were talking Thank about the other day um, with us. Uh, when he gets to the top of the, Oh yeah. To the, the top of the police station and he looks out yeah. and he kind of like, he, he gets afraid for a second. Like yeah. he gasps. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Whoa. And it's like, it's a very human moment. Yeah. Like in the middle of all of this. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's just a very good moment. Like in the middle of all that action, you know, he punches Gordon, yeah. all the cops run after him, yeah. they're screaming, <laughs> he goes up the grappling hook, and then right before he jumps, there's that one little moment, it's kind of like, oh yeah, this is a dude. It's really intense. This yeah, this is a man. This you know, is a human I mean? yeah. person. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing, you know, and so um, you get a little bit of that. I really like that. He's my little scrunkly blorbo. Anyway. Now, I also, something that is unintentionally funny, or maybe it's supposed to be funny, I don't know, but it's just... Every time there is like cops, it's not like a couple of cops. It's like it's either one cop or it's a thousand right. billion and cops. They're just all screaming. And they're like, I feel like that is the most hilarious thing that's ever happened. And so it's like it's either he's talking to like one cop, which by the way, that guy was great. I had to look him up. I think he's I think he's which got potential. One? Like the guy that He's like, hey, man, I don't think you should be doing that. Oh, the one that plays Martina. Yeah. Or he's, yeah. he's like, it's, you know, it's uh, a Tucker or whatever. Like, yeah. he's he's got great yeah, delivery. Like he's got good, good presence. Too, I yeah. like that actor. Yeah. Um, But it's either like, okay, it's either that or it's like, they're just, they're just 1,000 <laughs> fucking cops. And they're all just like, rah, 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 you know, and it's. I don't know. For that, really struck me as being super fucking funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I love that movie. But he's a Dracula, by the way. Can we just say that? Yeah, yeah. He's a Dracula. 
which I love. The costume Batman is very be Dracula. A, yeah, the it costume is very, is very Dracula. Dracula. Now that I've been watching it over and over, it's kind of like, it is very Dracula. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. very good. He should be a Dracula. It's great. Also, they should do Court of, they should do Court of Owls for the sequel. I think Court of Owls should be the Okay. Time. Anyway. We also got a Hey You Damn Guys from Peter Winthrop. Peter Winthrop. Book club member. Mm-hmm. Peter says, Hey, you damn guys, can we damn here? Of course you damn can. <laughs> <laughs> this discussion about Batman and the previous Spider-Man pod made me think about the debates about reboots and recaps casting comic book characters are so often reimagined redesigned tweaked but in their personal counterparts often are untouchable it happens theater productions often as well but again movie characters there can be only one especially highlander (laughs) shout out highlander (laughs) is that the problem with the movie and tv reboots so many are poorly done in comparison to the original sometimes that's the thing and other times it's just lack of imagination and sometimes it's like i've sometimes i feel like it's executives who all get in there and they're like, we don't know anything about creativity. We just know about money, but we're in charge of the creativity aspect of this. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that's the best idea. You don't, you're not a creativity guy. Let the creativity guy do it. I guess, you know, like things like with recasting, I know sometimes people will get like, you know, freaked out when certain people will be cast as certain characters. Oh, sure, which I think is ridiculous. I actually just found this video on YouTube the other day. It was people reacting to Michael Keaton being Batman uh-huh. before the 1980 movie came out. And people were like writing letters. They sent and, actual letters. Yeah. yeah. They were like all pissed off. Can you and then imagine? They, they're like, Michael Keaton, he's too small. He's just this. He's not uh, that. And I'm just like sitting here watching this like 30, year, 30 plus years later. I'm like, he's like the one everybody's like the pinnacle. He's the Batman. So yeah. now when I talk to know. people about, oh, have you seen the Batman with, you know, the new, like the newest one? Yeah. They're like, no, Michael Keaton's the only Batman right. for me. And I'm like, so this movie that came out in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. It's the only Batman well, movie you'll ever so watch. I, There's like a thousand Batman movies. Yeah. Just watch them. It's fine. Yeah. Like that one still exists. You can still go back and watch it and enjoy it. I yeah. don't understand this. But, but yeah, um, so, like people were so upset that they actually wrote and mailed actual letters. You know how upset about something I would have to be to mail an actual fucking letter? Yeah. I mean yeah i don't think i've i don't think i've ever done that so i mean i guess when it comes to like recasting though i would say i mean just give give it a chance if they don't do a good job they'll just yeah. get recast along the uh, again you know there will yeah. be another batman movie it's gonna be okay uh, like, yeah yeah just wait a year or two exactly i mean i i think that there are some times where i think people just embrace it and they're just like this is great like yeah. i think like for the most part, people liked the Tom Holland Spider-Man. He's my favorite. You know one. what I mean? I He's think like for one. the most part, after Civil War came out, people were like, "Yeah, this is pretty cool." You know what I mean? Like we're accepting of this. There is enough of that. You know. On the other hand, I think sometimes people do such a good job. Like, what's going to happen with Wolverine? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I, like, yeah. Like, like, I, I think it's interesting. Well, he's been uh, doing that role for like fifteen years. Well, I think, or I think it's interesting with X Men because they even started to bridge the recasting by doing yeah, first class, but yeah. they never did young Wolverine again no. because Hugh yeah. Jackman doesn't age. He doesn't. So yeah. they never needed to, and it's like now they're in this position with like unless they unless they unless they go with a unless they go with an unknown or a fan favorite who looks just like sure, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen because I feel like that's what happened with Hellboy. Ron Perlman oh, did such an yeah. amazing job with that character. He captured the voice and everything of that character, the look. And then when they tried yeah. to recast it, people were, <laughs> people were ready to hate it. Like, it was a bad movie, okay? 
but people yeah. were ready to hate it before they even saw it. And then when it and then when yeah, it was it bad, bad, people wanted to kick it in the balls. Like people yeah. were like, "We're gonna kick this while it's down because we hate this so much, and it's not Ron Perlman, and it's not Guillermo del Toro, and we're ready to hate it." And so I think like sometimes that happens where Him the original own, casting like, is like so good yeah. and so iconic that nobody wants it because I think that that was unfair. Yeah. But that it was starting with yeah. the, the the reaction to the recasting and everything. But then, like, look at Heath Ledger. Like, yeah. he had a horrible reaction too. Oh, but yeah. then the movie was good, and people and had to eat their words. Was amazing. If the if the if the David Harbor Hellboy movie had been good, I think yes. that could have happened. David Harbor, by the way, I think he. I think he did a great job. I with thought what he was he awesome. Was I love him. Yeah. I think yeah, he's good he did a great job. He looked great, and I think that he did a great job with what he was given. And yeah. I, I, I think that. And like you said, if the movie had been awesome, maybe there would have been a different reaction. Like, oh, I, this interpretation of it is a different take. But you know what? I enjoy we're going to accept it. Because, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, but like, it's like you said. Like now that Heath Ledger's Joker performance is exists in the world and that movie is amazing it's kind of like now every time that they've tried to do the joker they're like well now we got to do something totally completely different wildly different let's try that and so they tried it and people were like no and so then they're like well let's try this thing where it's like we try to be super gross with it and i'm i am kind of like no and i kind of just feel like can we take a break from the fucking joker or then they had like the the joker movie that had nothing to do with batman and so it was kind of like Divorcing these, char- divorcing these characters from one another is not doesn't make sense. I don't care about this, and so it was like, no for that. And so, but a lot of people did like that. In any case, f- like for me, it's just been like just a parade of stuff I don't care about, so I just don't really engage with it. But yeah. um, it's like it's not because I'm like against someone else being right. cast. It's just because like you know I don't really care for this. I tried it out and I didn't really like. Sure, it. sure. Which yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. But I also feel like if I enjoy something, I enjoy something. If I don't, I don't. But I'm not gonna write a motherfucking letter to somebody. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's my the, where I draw the line. Like at most, I'll probably be like, yeah, it wasn't my thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think that's the most that I get. <laughs> Uh, that's the uh, biggest reaction you'll get from me. <laughs> I thought Joaquin Phoenix did a good Joker, but I don't really care to see the movie again. I, yeah, I would agree with that. And you know what time it is now. It's time oh. for a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. Absolutely. Yes. Great fuck Robin. The brilliantly boisterous book club has uploaded another exceptionally enjoyable episode. <laughs> Great episode, you old chums. I'd say this Batman movie is my favorite so far. The sheer goth of Gotham hasn't been so on display since the 89 movie. <laughs> I agree with that. Gore, just absolutely gorgeous. The um, Bat Castle. Yeah, yeah. Can we call it that? Like, the, it's not a man. Sure. It's a fucking, like, that is the aesthetic inside of there. Like, when he comes down to eat the one blueberry and put on the sunglasses that were in that lovingly set out in that little tray by Alfred. That aesthetic to me is like, yes, this is where Batman lives. Right, Do you know right. what I mean? Love it. <laughs> there were a bunch of other there were a bunch of other points in the movie where I was like, ugh, look at the architecture. Ugh, I love it. Or whatever. Or even when he's in the fucking nightclub, it's just like, it's a goth nightclub. Like yeah. that looks like numbers in there, except it has extra light effects. Anyway. <laughs> um, That's so true. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, he goes on to say, definitely my favorite suit. Mm-hmm. And Batmobile as well. Okay, best Batmobile of all time. Yeah, of one. all time. It's like, an- it's like another character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we Take always- a shot every time you hear someone say that in a behind-the-scenes interview, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Or, the- or Gotham. Gotham is another-, Gotham is another character in the movie. The Batmobile is another character in the movie. <laughs> anyway, I love that. In any case, love we, lo- we love that. <laughs> Uh, the main thing I love about the suit is that his belt and gauntlets all seem to have practical uses. Mm-hmm. Yes. Usually the utility belt doesn't actually look like it can hold stuff. Uh, there is a behind the scenes thing where apparently Robert Pattinson kept his jewel in there, his vape pin in his bat <laughs> utility belt, which I think is That's fucking awesome. delightful. That is adorable. Uh, the utility belt doesn't actually look like it can hold stuff, especially the Nolan suit. I get that some of the suit is meant to be compact, but so often the pouches look like tiny plastic tic-tac holders. And this movie said, fuck that. He's got a leg holster. He's got road flares on the back, actual pouches. And the gauntlets have the grapple gun hidden inside them, as well as having the taser option. Yeah. I fucking love that they Okay, so the Nolan suit, yeah. like, to be fair, like there was one thing they did with the gauntlets, which is they can they can uh, shoot out shoot the out little, the little yeah. batarangs from the side. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was but, pretty sweet. Uh, these are superior in the fact that he can tase a person with them. Like they have tasers on them. Yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty neat. That's pretty great. It's um, like the game, too. Yeah, yeah. that's very like uh, Black Widow which I appreciate. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're a taser, but they also, John, you were talking about this, how the grapple gun is actually in the gauntlets. And that's pretty much the only way you could so practically it made do me that. Think of, if it's possible we, at we've all. We've been watching it so many times. So when he first encounters Catwoman, Selena Kyle, when she's like uh, opening that safe, you actually see him, mm-hmm. you see it retract yeah. into the arm. Awesome. And, uh, and and when he shoots it out, it's it's part of the gauntlet. Yeah. So I remember uh, I was telling Danielle, um, I'm uh, I've watched MythBusters all the time. Like yeah. I'll just I'll watch all the episodes and then I'll just restart it again and just start watching them all over. I again. got stuff I do that. With and them. they did yeah. same here. Yeah, they did a they did the grapple gun and they talked about the only way that you could really do it is it would need to be attached to your arm. Uh huh. Like and so they had to make like a whole arm piece. You can't I want to say it. yeah, a whole it was arm like piece. A whole, exactly. Like it wasn't like as gauntlet. it wasn't as compact. It was like a whole thing that kind right. of had to like almost attached to your arm or it had to have a leverage against your arm i imagine you could find a way to do right because like all the wire like all the coil and everything and so it's kind of like and i mean it's probably still not practical but like it's closer to it which is i don't know it's it's kind of it's as as close as you can get sure yeah maybe the cost maybe the 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 designer to the suit watched that mythbuster episode maybe so maybe yes i mean it was a popular show everybody loved that show it's it's so, (laughs) so fucking great uh, as, so he's got the grapple gun hidden inside the gauntlets as well as having the taser option. So fucking great. And uh, he goes on to say, I loved all the other characters, loved Zodiac Riddler. I personally was very... He did such a good job with his performance that I was too freaked out to really engage with those scenes. So now on my rewatches, sometimes I will kind of fast forward to it. And this is not shade on the actor. I, I'm just saying he did such a good job acting those scenes out. Like they're too creepy and upsetting for me. <laughs> they're too much for me. And so I guess that that is a feather in Paul Dano's cap. He did a performance that was so upsetting that I, I really can't watch. I love Zodiac Riddler, La, a Tony Soprano penguin. <laughs> I've never seen the Sopranos, but I think that's a really funny way of describing it. Um, the pe- the penguin performance was so good. 
I love that character so much. Every scene, I forgot he was in that movie. Any, anyway, any scene with that character, I adore that performance. Really, really good. He's kind of a cutie pie. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think they really knocked it out of the park with Selena. Oh, completely agree. I feel like this was almost as much a Catwoman movie as a Batman one. Yes, absolutely. She really gets a lot of great characterization, and her chemistry with Robat, Bat, and Bat was so damn great. Um, I agree with that completely. It was almost too good. It's almost too good. Uh, I'd really like to see this universe's version of Scarecrow at some point. Okay. Um, I thought they did great with the Nolan films. I thought that Scarecrow was awesome. Uh, let's see here. And he says, if the Riddler was that unnerving, I can only imagine how creepy they could make Scarecrow. Yes. Um, Rami Malek, he would make a good one. Oh man, get he's, him in there. He's scary. He oh. could be scary. Ooh, get, get him in there yeah. for something. I don't care what it is. Just get him in there. And this issue was great. I have to admit, Tom King is hit or miss for me a lot of the time. His mini series are usually really great. A lot of his monthly title stuff can kind of miss the mark for me. His Batman run specifically was a roller coaster, in my opinion, especially some of the endings of certain arcs. Mm. I appreciate what he tried to do with Bane over his run, but I don't know that it exactly worked out how he intended it to by the end. But during the run, he manages to get some really great character moments. In, yeah. And we love we live for character moments. I just want to see characters interacting. <laughs> that is just has nothing to do with the plot. I would love that. <laughs> uh, I think that it's his I think that his best strength usually is in intimate character moments. Yeah. And seeing into a character's mind. Love that. And John is right. Those Looney Tune crossovers were great, especially the Elmer Fudd one. Oh, yeah. I got to show you that. Yeah, that's a really good one. I actually w- went back okay. and reread that one. Um, that was awesome. incredible. And it's uh, the art is by Lee Weeks, who okay. did the art for that issue right. uh, that we read. Anyway. Okay. Um, really good stuff thank you so much hayden for that awesome uh, feedback yeah i love talking about batman i guess we could just go on and on sorry that i kept interrupting. We probably could i kept interrupting your hey damn guys with my own thoughts about things i apologize for that so it's probably unintelligible like where, where your email ends and my commentary begins but hopefully y'all can parse that out yes <laughs> We had some more feedback regarding our Baltimore episode from last week that we had with Wes. There's another Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Nor. Hayden Nor. Book Club member. That's right. Great episode, you damn mutated vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, I don't know what your metal tastes are exactly, but if anyone is looking for some recommendations, I got to suggest some stuff. Check out Lordy. Lordi? A Swedish monster metal band where the members all dress in costumes on stage, similar to Gwar. We nice. love that. Okay. 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 I love them cool. And they stay in my usual rotation of stuff I listen to. Excellent. There's also a band called Karak Angren who make a concept death black metal album about Frankenstein and Conrad Con- Dippel, the alchemist born in the IRL <laughs> castle Frankenstein. Holy fucking shit. That's amazing. It's called awesome. uh, Frankensteinia Strat. Te Montanas. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> that was a great pronunciation oh, wow. on your part right there. <laughs> uh, here lately, I've been listening to a lot of Tom Waits. Great. Love that. My brother's a big Tom Waits fan. Love Tom Waits. <laughs> we love Tom Waits. In this house, we love Tom Waits. Just an absolutely bonkers discography from him. That is true. But I love it. And Aubrey, I agree that most modern mainstream country is dog shit. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Might I suggest uh, Tyler Childers and Coulter Wall as some modern country artists who have some non-traditional themes and sounds in their music. Great stuff if you're interested. Okay, cool. Yeah, I prefer okay. 
I prefer old school country exclusively. On to the comics. I love Dr. Lescavar's Remedy. It's such a fun two-parter and it helps expand the world of Baltimore so much in just two issues. Though the first time I read it, I kind of hoped Lescavar would end up staying with Baltimore and becoming a badass monster hunting monster. But oh well. It's interesting that you made the connection of Roland dealing with the lobstrosities in the second Dark Tower book. Because now that I think about it, Baltimore and Roland have a lot of similarities and parallels. They're both Determinator archetypes who are monumental badasses that have essentially lost everything they loved and are on a deadly quest of revenge. And along the way, they learn things about themselves and end up collecting a team of people that they come to care for and ultimately help them in their goals. Looking forward to you guys getting further into this series as it keeps getting bigger from here. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Is this weird for you to read because you weren't on this episode? You're like, what are, yeah, you're like, I'm like, what I have no about? idea what these guys are talking about. <laughs> but it's, just, it's fun. And it's I, I kind of love reading unintelligible things. Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a whole little world in here. You got to you gotta read the, that two-parter, though. Okay. It was good. You would like it. Okay. And Wes even said, I think Danielle would like this one. So, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Uh, um, so, Drew Campbell had to say about this. Drew Campbell, book club member. That's right. Um, I'm with you guys on modern mainstream country. I do like the old stuff. Yes, we love that. Hank, Johnny, Willie, Waylon. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, now to tie it back to the Melvins, love the Melvins. They have two songs in their album, "The Crybaby" that feature Hank Williams the third, singing uh. Hank Williams' "Ramblin' Man." Uh, love "Ramblin' Man." And Merle Haggard's "Okie from Muskogee." Nice. Uh, <laughs> that album has a lot of other collaborations as well, including one with Tool, one with Mike Patton, and '70s Teen Idol. <laughs> Leaf Garrett singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Okay. Wow. Awesome. We love Mike Patton, but my best recommendation for a country album is Ween's Magnificent 12 Golden Country Greats. It's really the only country music you need. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't Very know cool. Ween, <clears throat> uh, but okay. So if you're a Ween fan and you haven't checked that out, I guess that's something you should do. Yeah. You know, the Melvins have been coming up a lot, and I, I was talking to Ross about recommending me some stuff and he recommended me that album the cry baby so i do have that one it's in my apple music now i don't know that i've listened to all of it but i am getting there so thank you drew for all those music recommendations we've been talking about some music recommendations lately that's come up a lot we also heard from christopher egan christopher egan book club member that's right he said such a darkly fun discussion nicole and i had this on in the car and we just kept saying the crab people chant from south park I, I don't, don't know, I don't know what, what that is. is. Do you know what you that is, Aubrey? South Park. Uh, no, I, I don't watch South Park as much as I did back in the 90s. So. Okay, yeah, there's a there's monster crabs, basically. I have never <clears> seen you, you missed that out show. Monster I don't crabs. know anything about it. So. And, John, I'm wholly shocked that you have never seen the first Tremors. It's so good. Have you seen Tremors? Uh, yeah. Okay, we need to watch. you need to show me that because I haven't seen it. Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's so uh, good. Tremors? He said, two is really good, too. The other five sequels vary, but there is fun to be had in all of them, to be sure. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I've never okay. seen any of the sequels. Let's so. watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to. <laughs> we, and then Drew Campbell went on to say... Drew uh, Campbell. Book Club member uh-huh. again. I love Tremors. Shout out to Aubrey for knowing they were called Graboids. I was all ready to write a comment to let y'all know. Tremors 2 is all right, but I haven't seen any of the other, any of the other ones either. But I've always loved that the third one was called Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Like, the first movie was perfect, the second one was all right, and the third one was Back to Perfection. Nice. Okay. 
That's Very rare cool. too that that happens in a franchise that they're like, oh, we dropped the ball, we got to pick it back up again, kind of. Thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, so he was he was ready. He had his keyboard all fired up. He had yeah. his hot little hands <laughs> hovering. Did we want to talk about Neil Adams? So yes, um, we're recording this on May first, and Neil Adams just passed. I think like yes. was it yesterday yeah. or the day before? Friday. Yeah, that that was kind of a shocker, you know what I mean? Like it kind of seemed. Well, to... he just seems like the kind of guy who just who yeah. would always be around. He seems yeah. like the kind of guy who just would always be there, and be, he's not only a giant in the industry as an artist, but obviously all the amazing things that he did for, for artists like he started that whole movement of like hey we were looking at the original art that we have yeah, up on the walls yeah, and we were like this yeah. is because of neil adams you know what exactly. i mean and, uh, artists who are able to support themselves <laughs> you think about the vendors now they have sp- specialty vendors splash comics and cadence comics who deal with this yeah. specific type of market and all this is built on this idea Punk that artists rights that you, and their ability yeah, to I mean, sell it's, their it's own incredible. art and their yeah. you know you're right get, you know, anyway, so that, there he started a whole fucking thing about, and it's, yeah. it's now so many artists owe so much to this guy, and it's yeah. I I, I had a chance to meet Neil Adams. I met him twice. Yeah. Um, one time he did a signing at Bedrock City Comics. We were talking about earlier, and like um, I was staying there in line. I had all my comics, and like when he came in. He came in and he was so like he was ready to be the life of the party. Yeah, man. And he was like, "Hey guys, hey, how's it going, everybody?" He was just like real boisterous. And he went down the line and he shook everybody's hand who was there waiting in line. And then he went and sat down. Sat down. And then like he started, and then he started taking you know the people through the the line. But he was. But I thought that that was really cool. And he was like telling stories the entire time that he was talking and stuff like that. Yes, so amazing. yeah, it was really cool. Um, I wanted to tell this one story. I was talking to Jason Avedon. Jason Avedon. Book club member. Yeah. Yeah, we were, you know, we were talking about Neil Adams, talking about, you know, how sad it was that he had passed away. And we were like, wow, you know. And uh, he said, uh, did I ever tell you the dinosaur story with him? And I said, no, please do. <laughs> and he goes, okay, so years ago, I used to listen to Coast to Coast, a, ra- a crazy radio program that Love had callers Coast to Coast. talk about UFOs and everything yes. else. One night they, yes, uh, Coast to Coast with Arbel. I, I used to listen to some of that. He said one night they had Neil on, not to discuss aliens, but to talk about his theory that gravity was weaker in the past and explains why dinosaurs got so large. It's pretty wild. Oh, okay. He says, anyway, I played that episode back for a best friend to hear. They were going to a comic show with Neil as a guest, so he challenged me to ask Neil about oh. this theory. He said, holy shit, man, 30 minutes of my life where I just couldn't escape and everyone behind me wanted to kill me <laughs> because he just like he just started talking about it awesome. for 30 minutes or whatever. Awesome. You know, and I was like, oh, this is such an amazing story. I was like, I used to listen to Coast to Coast and I was like, can I tell this story, you know, on yeah. the show? And he said, I don't mind, but I just want to mention that I have a huge respect for the man. You yes, know, I'm not absolutely. trying to make fun of him. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, he absolutely. said, you know, both before and after meeting him. That makes he, him cooler, in yeah. my opinion. I'm like, yes. <laughs> he was always such a warm and inviting person at shows, even though he'd answered almost every fan question a million times. He'd still do it again. I think it's OK for everyone to have at least one completely yeah. harmless batshit theory. I think yeah. that's totally <laughs> OK. <laughs> I'm all about it. That's great. I have several yeah, that I would probably never tell anyone. Anyway, I thought that was a cool story. Beliefs. But he was, yeah. yeah, he was just a nice guy, and like, um, you know, and then and then later he was at one of the Kong Paloozas one year, you know, yes. and I and I got to yeah. hang and I got to like say hi to him again, you know, and he was just like, he just seemed like he was a cool guy. I got a, I got a Batman head sketch 
from him, you know, which is pretty cool. Amazing. And it's just like, you That's know, incredible, yeah. Yeah. he's a legend, you know what I mean? He helped um, Siegel and Schuster get um, some rights credit. for Superman, right? Yeah. Some of the credit. And, yeah. Uh, well, I, he, mean, I think it was like uh, he got their names put back on the on the comic and the movies and he got them a yeah. pension or something like that. I mean, yeah. that's huge. You know what I mean? That's incredible. He so. started an entire yeah. movement and an organization, I believe, as well. Yeah. Like that, that is, you know, dedicated to that very idea of like getting comic book artists their rights and, and abilities to yeah. actually make a living off of what yeah. their lifetime of work, et cetera. And so, so, so many artists owe so much to this man. And he mentored so many artists yeah. like in the field. Um, Cause like, like, you know, you see like outpouring all the way all over the social media is like, everybody has like every like creator, yeah. like has their story about how Neil was the guy that got them into, yeah. into, into drawing and everything. So, I mean, Man's amazing artist but by all accounts yeah. an amazing human being and yeah, i also yeah. had the opportunity to meet him and yeah i have a it's just the same same old story is he's just the nicest man yeah. and very sweet and personable and will just tell you a story for half an hour if you let him and and uh is like yeah i'll sign that absolutely and shake your hand just be very he was just yeah amazing guy so an absolute titan yeah, yeah. and i mean um, we're not even talking about his work, you know what his I mean? Is, I mean, yeah, he did like amazing, amazing yeah. stuff for Batman. Course, I mean, his Batman course. stuff Revitalized is iconic. Batman. And I mean, oh. you got to go back and look at that stuff. I mean, we have tons of Neil Adams issues, yeah, and do. I mean, yeah, he, he created uh, he created the Green Lantern, John Stewart. Yeah. Um, he did that cover with um, Green La Green Arrow and Green Lantern, where Speedy's doing heroin on the front. <laughs> Oh, um, well, I forgot about that. Well, one of my favorites is the one where Batman, he doesn't have a, sh he has the cowl on, but he has no <laughs> shirt. And he's all, he's got the hairy, he's got the hairy chest and he's fighting Rajal Ghul. He's on the floor. With a sword. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So that you is say, it. You say Rajal Ghul. I say, Ra is it Rajal Ghul? Is it Rajal Ghul? I, I like, I, I always, I think yeah. of the Kevin Conroy animated series. Okay. Didn't he say Raz? Did he Ra's say Raz? Okay. Right on. Amazing. Yeah. That's an incredible. Image. yeah yeah i love that anyway yeah he will be he will be very missed but what an awesome guy he had a great life so amazing, yeah amazing neil adams shout out to neil adams big time all yeah. right hey uh one thing i want to tell everybody before we get started on the book club discussion as of today it has been three years since i quit smoking holy Congratulations. shit dude. wow yeah Congratulations, we have we've been tracking this because you talked about it i think when you right first started, yeah. Started, yeah, yeah, and so if you listen to the Hellboy Book Club, our other podcast, we've been keeping track of this over the last three years. Yeah, congrats, Aubrey. Congrats, three years man. is that today? Two, three years today. Nuts, and we appreciate it. We're grateful yes, for that. Yes. for you doing that. Thank awesome. you for that. Awesome, yes. great job, man. Very good. Thank Very you. good. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's thinking about quitting, you can do it. Yes. Absolutely, you can. You can do it. We believe in you. Yes. Even and you know what? Every try counts. If you've tried before and you weren't able to do it, it's okay to try again. You can do it. Awesome. All right. Good vibes all around. And we're gonna go into our book club episode for the week. Um, but before we do, we have a special message. Do we have a special message? I'm just a surfer. <laughs> I surf the galaxy, oh yeah, a silver surfer, 
who serves on cosmic rays. Nice. <laughs> Your favorite hero may be strong, stretchy, or bright. It doesn't really matter much to me. Fantastic for needs me, herald of Galactus. I'm living as a dream of Jack Kirby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. Wow, that was really amazing. Wow. Very that good. was amazing. Aww, thank you, Benny. Thank you. Yeah, that was really that nice. Was, that, was, that was super sweet. Aw. Very good. Benny Decker those. again. Benny Decker. Yeah, it's very good. Thank you for that. Cute. Super cute. Awesome. We love every time you do that. <laughs> and uh yes, that leads us right into our episode. We're discussing more Silver Surfer this week. Yay! We're reading issues eight through ten. From the 2014 run by Dan Slott and Michael Alred, written by Dan Slott and art by Michael Alred, colors by Laura Alred, and letters by Clayton Cowles. And so, yeah, let's get right into it with this issue eight cover, Worlds Apart. Um, and this is very, like, Jack Kirby inspired. Oh, yeah. Do we see these, like, purple snake things again? It seems like sometimes we see stuff on the covers and then it comes back later. So maybe we'll see this later. Okay. I don't recall seeing these guys. I think it just looks generally weird, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But like, remember the issue one had those like uh, ladybug monsters, oh, and then right. we saw it in a, sure? in a later yeah. issue. Yeah. Let's talk about just just previous um, at the end of the last issue. Oh yeah, catching us up on this. Silver Surfer gave her a ring made from the power cosmic and it's he uh she said oh it's a ring and he says it's more than that it's part of me now wherever you go throughout all of time and space i'll be with you and we'll always be able to find our way back to each other and then she asks if that means we're going out right and then that's issue in right right so yes. just i think i feel like that's a really important beat to remember exactly. from last time. Yeah, and they had just been like separated and had this whole thing where they almost, you know, and all right, this stuff. Right, and he so. didn't ever want that to happen again, and so this is the result of Right. This. We open on planet New Haven now. We see founder Keen. He's this blue guy. He's got three eyes. He's giving a eulogy at a funeral for Wega Lolo, last of the Logarians. They reminisce and... Um, like and the, where he takes off his three his three lens right yeah to say uh you know a little kid was like oh and the food he really loved his food and yeah. especially the desserts oh my yeah. good point quibby how many times did he force those atrocious logarian <laughs> sweet berry pies on all of us but he's remembering that as a fond yeah yeah like yeah it's a yeah but they value like everything from his culture founder keen says though we are six billion strong none of us were genetically compatible with his species as of today there are no more logarians but through us, his adopted family of New Haven, Planet Logar, lives on. Remember, my friends, through us, every world lives on. Yeah, he talks about how we, we shouldn't forget any of his planet's rich culture, the history, the language, the songs, the stories. We can't forget any recipes or, or fables or lullabies. Right. We have to carry it on. And then you see this huge shot right. of all of these various... Yeah, so it's a nice sentiment, but it's reflected on this graveyard. That's kind of the these planets inhabitants are all single aliens they're, they're the, the last, last of, of their, their cultures yeah. so like yeah. when one of them dies like that's the ending of a whole like civilization yeah you know so i like that all the um the grave markers are um 
different planets that have different moons. Like they have the different moons and, and stuff like that. Rings. Yeah. And so it's kind of, they're trying to like pay homage to where they came from. And it's very somber. Yeah. This scene. But, uh, and, and I've talked about this a couple times, but I do love the, Laura Alred, the way she colors these groups of characters, there's yeah. always they're always just full of so much color yeah. and life and everything, and it's really just fun to look at. It really gives it something something nice to look at among those graveyards. You see all these different aliens and stuff like that. I like that. This graveyard though is just kind of depressing to look at because it's like just goes back for so far and just yeah. stretches off into infinity, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, like that. Every one of them is a last civilization, so it's just really depressing to think about. <laughs> yeah, and to me, what I probably am not meant to be thinking about in this moment, but this is what I'm thinking about: is all these planets have so many different shapes and sizes, and they've got some of them have rings. One of them is a sun. Um, I find myself wondering, uh, like a nerd, how can six billion beings of completely different species and planets all exist on one planet? wouldn't they have different atmospheric needs right. at the oh, very yeah, least? Yeah. And then I thought, magic probably. It's probably just magic. And then I moved on because I don't need to spend <laughs> any more time on that. It's just magic. Well, some of them are wearing spacesuits. Yeah, there you go. And I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with job, whatever. Bear. It's fine. One of them looks like a Wookiee. I'm okay with that too. We cut to the Chiron cluster. I think that, Chiron. We cut to the Chiron cluster. That time Norrin did something nice and everything changed. Um, I couldn't find Aww. any reference to this, although there is a car called Chiron and a telescope. I don't think that has anything to do with it, though. Um, and we see this image of the surfer and Dawn. They're laying on opposite sides of the surfboard. That's, That's very such, cute. It's just great I imagery. I love this image. Because the board has its own physics and, gra- yeah, and gravity yeah. and whatever. And so it's just very, um, I like that. I like that they play with that. I think that's very cute. Well, Dawn is asleep and the surfer and the board are talking. And they decide they want to do something nice for Dawn. When she wakes, the surfer asks her if she would like to drive. I like when he's asking the board. And it, like it's, you know, the reflection of Norn is like listening. And then he give the reflection gives the thumbs up. Like I love uh, the way yeah. the board communicates. Yeah, I think that's they very do. Cute. They do a lot of really good stuff. Like he's whispering into the yeah. the ear, or whatever, and this yeah, is cute. it's really good. Yeah. So yeah, she's like she takes control of the surfboard, and it's just going all wild. And he's like, "You're doing it wrong." And she's like, "I thought you just hold your hands out." And I he go, whoosh. He goes, "We're upside down in space." I know space has no upside down. How are you doing this? I have no idea. And then they just, there's a beat and then they just laugh. I really love that pacing right there. It's really cute. cute. It kind of reminds me of like, um, when we first started doing, so John's really good at planning things out like road trips and stuff. So when we first started taking road trips, I was like, Ooh, what's that? Oh, look over there. Oh, let's go do this. And all these things. And he was like, but we're going to be late. We have to do this thing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And which is good. It's good to plan things out. Of course you need to do that. But now he's plan he plans out our road trip so he's like and then i planned out like two hours in between so that if you find a thing that you want to go right. look at we can go look at that <laughs> and get an adventures and so he, and he loves it too and, and so now he's like yeah getting an adventures spontaneously is you great. gotta pad the time you there, gotta yeah. but you gotta make sure we still want to do all the things that we want to do so he's like okay here are all the things we could do we can probably pick three of these let's pick three of these and so it's it's made my adventures more fun because I don't miss out on anything I genuinely wanted to do. But then it, I feel like it's made his adventures fun, too, because then sometimes we discover things we didn't even know we wanted to do. Like if I see a sign on this side of the road that says 
rattlers and reptiles and it's just a, a hut run by a guy named Gary, we are stopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that this that kind of reminds me of that of she's just like, I'm doing this. And he's like, you're doing it wrong. And she's like, nah, I'm not. Right. And he's like, okay. And then it's, you know, how are we upside down in space? I don't know. And I, I just really like that sentiment of they're both teaching each other things about how right. to be. And it's beautiful. I love that, how they're both getting awesome stuff out of being with one another. That's really cool. Back on planet New Haven, uh, Mama Hub here, uh, she sees a shooting star. Right. So this is like reminiscent of the issue one where Don and Eve saw the shooting star. Right. And we see that they've taught the kids to run when they see a shooting oh, star. Goes, and what do we do when we see a shooting star? Yeah. And you think they're going to be like, make a wish. But she, she goes, yeah, what do we see? Tell me, kids. And they go, run and hide. Yes, exactly. And she's like, that's right. We run and yes. hide. And it looks like she's singing a little song about running and hiding, like the way you would sing the cleanup song exactly. or whatever. And they're like, yeah, let's run and hide from inevitable death. And it's just very a weird moment. We cut to founder Keen. He's eating one of those atrocious Logarian pies. Uh, uh, these are truly wretched, old friend. I think that's really sweet that he's like going to eat one. These um, are truly wretched pies, friend. old friend. Amazing. In, in, in memory of his friend, he's going to eat one of these things. So I think that's really sweet. Yeah. We also meet Dr. Fuzzmeyer. He's the medical doctor. And Krataka, she's in the pink and black, and she wants to un- attack the intruder. Founder Keen says... They will likely not be intruders, but new friends and neighbors. So the surfer and Don crash land. And Don's like, look, it came out of nowhere. Don, it's a planet, the surfer says. It's it was a sudden <laughs> planet. <laughs> a sudden planet, you people. Hey. Human drivers. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to be <laughs> sexist there for a sec. But I don't know if that's any better. And we also see Toomey got all smashed. So he kind of like. It's almost like a cartoon, it's right? He's all wobbly, wobbly, and then he like yeah. straightens out and falls to the ground. So they're like, "Oh, maybe we should take a rest." But the surfer, he also mentions that his cosmic senses didn't detect the planet. He thinks that's kind of weird. It's like, yeah, you're right. No, this planet did appear out of nowhere. My bad. Human drivers. That's really that was good. Yeah, that was good. Now uh, the surfer starts to detect all the six billion inhabitants on the planet of all the different species. And it's kind of like starting to mess with his brain. So Don suggests yeah. he silver down. And so he silvers down into Norin. And then soon they encounter the inhabitants. That's so cute. This little girl <laughs> pops out, right? And scares them or whatever. She's like, boo. I love all these little kids. They're like, you're weird. He smells funny. <laughs> Mama Hub, uh, she introduces herself and she's the caretaker of all the little angels. I like how she calls them little, angels, little angels, right? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of dark and grim if you think about it. Are They're the only one left from their entire planet right, and yeah. they're a child. Like yeah. that's very, it's very like, oh, I was a baby when I was sent out from Krypton and now Krypton's exploded, etc. And Norrin's like, he kind of recognizes Mama Hub. He's like, where have I seen you before? And then he meets Founder Keen and some of the other inhabitants and he has a horrifying revelation, right? He goes, no, it can't be. And as he's like looking at all of them, he's remembering like Vidos, 32 billion dead. Maxa G Prime, 83 million dead. All the different, he's remembering yeah. like, I, I guess all the different planets that were destroyed with these people on them. His face, the way that Allred draws yeah. his face when he realizes, he says, no, it can't be. That facial expression is so, right. it says everything. Yeah. It's really intense. And so remember like in this timeline, they established that it's been 12 years 
since the surfer yeah. was trapped on earth right so he's like these children i can't place them they're all under 12 12 earth years and she's like how can don's like how can you tell that's how long i was trapped on your and he's like we have to go now we can't stay here please and then she calls him norin founder oh, keen hears this no. and Did you say norin right and then so the board also senses that the norin wanted to leave so it shows up and they put all the pieces together Norrin Rad, the Herald, how did you find us? The Herald, hide. And so uh, he, uh, I love this panel where Krataka kind of jumps at him and he's, silver, he's like silvering up and it's like halfway through. It's just like really yeah. good. Yeah, it looks great. It's very action I action-y. love that, yeah. He's like, get behind me. Um, like he's creating a shield or whatever. It's really good stuff. When uh, he's, you know, silvers up, he's the silver surfer. And so she's like, it is you, the silver surfer. We're doomed. Right. And Don's like, I don't understand what's going on here. Don, forgive me. I should have told you sooner, but I am. I was a herald. What does that mean? I don't know what that. She has no right. context for that. Right. He says, it's complicated. Mama Hub says, oh my, you honestly didn't know, child, what he is, who you're traveling with. What are you talking about? He is the herald, Founder Keen says, responsible for the destruction of a million worlds, for deaths of trillions upon trillions of men, women, and children. He is the greatest monster in the universe. Women and children, he'd never, he'd never do that. Like she's still, and she's right. like, that's not a thing. Yeah. And Mama Hub is like, you need to come with me. We'll keep you safe. And so the surfer hangs his head. He says, yes, it's all true. But we went out for ice cream. <laughs> he says, please, if we can leave. She says, no, there is no we. You killed people. Trillions. I can't even. You stay the hell away from me. And he just says, I understand. And he's got that expression there, too. He gets on the surfboard. I'll go, but when you need me, call out, and I will return. I promise. And she still has the ring on in all of these scenes. You can see it on her finger. Right, yeah. Krataka tells Don, tell your friend to leave us be, to never come back. Don says, he's not my friend. I don't know who he is anymore. I don't know if I ever did. And so we cut to the surfer on the next page outside the planet, I think this is really good because like the top part of the page is the classic surfer, the way, yeah. you, the way they used to always write. Yeah. It. it was only a matter of time before she found out the truth. The universe may be infinite and ever expanding, but so too are the countless tales of what I have done. But then he, and then he looks at the surfboard and then here <laughs> you get reflections just like, what are you doing? Got his arms crossed <laughs> like, man, come on, dude. And so this, I feel like the bottom part of the page is representing more of the thoughtful, emotional surfer that we're getting, the more more humanized surfer. You know, he's like, you're right. I should have just told her to begin with, because that's what it comes down to. And it is a very human thing. And I don't know if you remember this, but like back in that very first episode, the whole reason he got Don was because he was trying to that uh, Zed convinced him that this would improve his image. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, like, okay. "You'll be the you'll be the protector instead. People will think this different of you." And that's the whole reason he even decided to do this, which would got him with Don in the first place. So I think it's yeah. all it all comes down to human error. For as cold and as as emotionless and yeah. cosmic as the surfer is, all of the story and all of the conflict that comes from it is from the human parts of him. Yeah, or the zen law parts of him Where there you go yes there you go the zen <laughs> yeah. lion part of him i know you know the, he's a he's a person and he's he he makes mistakes and to also admit that you've that you're like i'm being dumb yeah I, i'm i'm being wrong yeah okay well, i was wrong not to tell her in the first place i should have done that and just kind of like that defeated pose of like yeah i fucked up 
is also well, like, very, you know. Yeah. Well, I like how he also like he like, he didn't he, one of the reasons he didn't tell her is because he doesn't like to think about that time either. So yeah, it's like yeah, he wants to wish it oh, away, but yeah. he can't wish it away. So, yeah, sometimes I like to forget who I am, so I don't. Really yeah, want I like to know the, the, that last line is so good. Thank you for pointing that out, Aubrey. Sometimes I like to forget who I am as well. Um, so you know that's one of the reasons why he didn't tell her too is like he just wants to forget that he it, wants to run yeah. from the truth of what he's yeah. done and he can't escape it and he needs to confront it and I think that that's also a very like you were saying that's a human yeah thing like no matter what like you you just need to face that and confront mm-hmm. it or else it's always going to haunt you. We cut over to Mama Hub, Founder Keen, and the others. They console Dawn with some Bandaroot tea and they explain to her who Galactus is, and how he used heralds to find worlds to consume next. This is pretty incredible. So we get like a kind of a double splash page. Um, we're getting them all talk to Don, but then we're also getting this image of Galactus. kind of. And I love this uh, Alred, the Alred's the version. Alred um, the colors and the everything. Um, and then in these bottom red panels, if you look closely, those are the different races that are talking to Don. Yeah. So yeah. you can see, like, they're all running from, you know, uh, the destruction of their worlds. Rich or poor, peaceful or warlike, none of that matters. Where Galactus goes, civilizations end and worlds die. And we of New Haven are a community of the rare, the pitiful few, the survivors. I thought this was interesting how they show Galactus going into the world. Like, he's kind of like, we Like, he's kind of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh... But so all I, of the people are just yeah. suffering and just terrified. But I had to go back and look. So actually, there's an issue of Fantastic Four. It's issue 257. They actually show Galactus doing this to the Squirrel Homeworld. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah, wow. and, it, and it's pretty cool because he kind of like sinks down where it's just like his eyes going down into the into the you know what uh. i mean and then like the top of his helmet it's very like wow. cool it's very like neatly done yeah. but i hadn't really seen a version of galact because usually he's got the machine right yeah. he's got like the, right. the elemental yeah. converter and all that stuff um but i thought this was cool and it is a reference to stuff that's happened in the fantastic four comics yeah. so anyway i'll post a comparison of that for this week's post we cut- yeah, Donna's like weeping and yeah, because she's yeah. like she she recalls the surfer saying, "I judged your world, you passed." You know, he joked about killing everyone that she knows. So she says, you know, she wants to go home, but not with him. Kurtaka tells Don that she needs to tell the surfer it's over and send him far away because he's left a unique trail through space, and trails have a bad habit of being followed. And you can see the cosmic trail that's right that Don left, and then the one that he left. So exactly. Hers is very crinkledy and his is super straight. Oh yeah. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. That is funny. I didn't even yeah, that's a great detail. I like how Kurtaka lists off um, uh, you know, how could they find us? He's like, We have cloaking devices, not the surfer, Terax, or even the accursed fire lord. Uh, <laughs> oh, those are the other heralds. You're right. Yeah, yeah shout out to the other heralds as well. So they shouldn't have been able to. So Don just accidentally stumbled onto this place because she wasn't looking for it. She right. was just having a fun yes, time. Yes. And on this last page, we do see that Galactus has indeed followed this unique trail to New Haven. So there you are, my Herald. Yeah, this issue nine cover is incredible. I love this. It's really good. Um, how he's like squishing the surfer. That's just like a classic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems very classic, even though. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that before. No, I don't know right? if anyone's done that. I, I I I like that though. It's almost like when you squish somebody's head 
right. perspective or whatever, <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. squishy. he actually is squishy. <laughs> right, yeah. And he's trying to hold him up like Atlas, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. Now I'm crushing your head. I crush your head. We knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. We knew that she was eventually going to find out. Yeah. Because the Harold, yeah. and she's like, does that mean your name's, why do they keep calling you Harold? Remember that? She thought it was right. like yes. H-A-R-O-L-D. Right. So what did you guys think of this? Did you predict that this was going to ha- I guess we'll talk about it more. Well, but- it was an inevitable path that the story was taking, which I, I thought from the outset was a very brave challenge to take on as a, you know, creative team. I think that that's like, what would happen if a character had committed the worst atrocities the universe has ever known. And then they made a friend and fell in love. And what would they have to go through? What emotional story could that possibly be? And I think that that's a very big task to take on. And so, yeah, obviously, yeah, I'm very interested to see the resolution that they come up with for this, because that's like, Hi, I met and fell in love with a cosmic being who was apparently responsible for the death and destruction of I know, trillions it's of wild. You know, and that's something that, yeah. like, how do you shoot? She, she's obviously like, well, fuck you, go away forever. And that's, I think, the, a reasonable guy, but it's, how are they going to resolve this? And so I think that that's, yeah, that's obviously a very intriguing yeah, yeah. plot point. How do you deal with the, and I think it's also tackling, like, we all have things that we wish we hadn't done or said and right, regrets. Yeah. And so, Obviously, that's just holding up a mirror to our own lives of like, what do you do when someone you love feels betrayed by you? How are you going to process that? How are you going to how are they going to process that? Are you going to, you know, part? Are you going to stay together? What's going to. And so I think that that's a very important story for a lot of people to be reading. I think that, yeah, yeah, it's a fun, goofy comic book with a lot of goofy aliens and stuff. But like, it's also touching on very, as you've said so many times before in this in this episode, touching on very human emotions and, and, and very human stories. And so it's very, yeah, I am interested in how this is going to be resolved. So let's get into that. What's going to happen? We uh, So issue nine, we open up, we see Father Keen in his ship or lifeboat with Krataka, and he addresses the citizens of New Haven, telling them that the surfer has found them. Back at the graveyard of worlds, Don calls the surfer and they talk. She wants to know one thing. Who are you, she asks. Um, Because first he tries to kind of play it off a little bit, right? But she's holding the ring when she contacts him, which I think is really interesting. um, And he comes back, he's like, "Um, I'll do whatever you wish if you want to return home or whatever. And she's like, no, just tell me the whole story. He's like, oh, you know who I am. I'm, I'm Norrin Rad of Zinla. I'm a silver right. surfer. Yeah. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. And we get a nice um, recap here of the surfer's origin. There's uh, what's her name? Shalaba. 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 Yeah. yeah, we see Shalaba. We see Galactus. We see the Fantastic Four. Um, we get nice recreations of all these panels, like where Galactus takes his powers and all that stuff. This amazing double splash page depicts all the surfer's history, and he explains how he offered himself as tribute to save his world, and then later fought Galactus to save Dawn's world. Look at Invisible Woman. She's all woobly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She's there in the background. Yeah, that, that is a funny depiction. And But I thought this was a great part where Dawn says, well, what about the millions of worlds in between? Yes, you saved your world and earth but what about what happened to all the world yeah in between let's that? get into that she says i'm sorry i don't want to know you anymore that's pretty crushing back with founder keen he updates the citizens that the surfer is leaving and then all of a sudden he detects galactus signature Fuck. he sounds the alarm this is no drill he's found us it's the global alarm yeah the global alarm galactus is here i i've had nightmares about that 
being a thing that exists right which yeah. i think is really intense yeah. sound the global if all of a sudden just a an unseen <laughs> right. global alarm was happening and you're did that i mean that would be very upsetting yeah. that's that's that frightening would. so i i just i i I picturing that going off and everyone panicking, like, where do you even go? It's a global alarm. Right, it's a yeah. global threat. Where are you running to? Yeah, I don't know. You Run know what I mean? Hide. So I guess there are escape ships, escape pods. Yeah. That they're I, getting to. I guess so. Um, and then we get this amazing image of Galactus emerging from his ship yeah, onto New Haven. Galactus is here. We cut to Dawn and Surfer. Galactus, both of them say to each other. Suddenly, they're seized upon by the citizens of New Haven. Former Flarkin Herald, lying little Grazit. Uh, they're all calling him <laughs> made-up cuss words. I love it. Uh, or maybe there's slurs. Maybe we do love them. Maybe yeah. there's some sort of slur on their planets. I don't know. They, but it's uh, they're they're all freaking out, like kill him, get yeah. him. They blame the Surfer and Don for leading Galactus to them. They even try to attack them, but Krataka and Mama Hub actually come to the Surfer and Dawn's aid. And again, you got to talk about all these different alien designs. I mean, in the colors yeah. and area, it's tremendous. It's I mean, so the, awesome. The amount of work that they put into individualize all these little guys is like really incredible. Yeah. Um, I love this guy with the three eyes and the gray head yeah. or whatever. That's like a really cool one. Um, but I also love the the depiction of Dawn too, as she's like what the shit you know what's what i mean happening. like, her, like kind of... break her neck bash her skull in and right. she's like, what? Uh, uh, and... <laughs> suddenly the surfer flies up and addresses everyone this is all my fault he says i've led them here i must make amends people of new haven hear me i will do everything in my power to fend off my former master and for all my sins against you i owe you that much and then so the board tries to come with him but he says no this time where i go i truly go alone i charge you to take don and transport her off world where she'll be safe but don's like no you're not going to do that if no one else here can leave then neither can i but in the middle of this i just got to talk about this page layout i love this um there was a, some oh, page, yeah yeah there was some page layout similar to this with like the doctor strange hulk one yeah remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like these circular panels with the heads and stuff like that it's really good god i love that it's very dynamic too like they don't just do like square, square right square. yeah it's a big page of squares it's all very yeah you know all the angles and everything make it very dynamic and you can still obviously follow the the order of order of operations yes, here exactly. of what we're doing so don doesn't want to go with the board and surfers like look please if I fail, she says, well, then don't. If you do care about me, if you do want to save me, you have to save the whole world. That's all there is to it. And then she yells at the board, too, at Toomey. She's like, and you, all this time, I thought you were so nice, but you're not, are you? You helped him. You stood by his planets full of men, women, and children were destroyed, eaten. Don't give me that look. You're just as bad as he is because it's like a, it's a reflection of yeah, Dawn, but it's like so, sobbing yeah. and crying yeah. and stuff like that. So they both take off uh, the surfer and the board to save New Haven. Yeah, all this is really crushing. It makes me yeah. feel bad. It makes me feel bad to see Don yell at the surfer and at the board. But I think we're supposed to see yeah, ourselves. Yeah. And I mean, none of us exactly. are responsible for the death of trillions upon trillions of souls. But yeah. you know, it makes you f reflect back on your own mistakes and how you would want to make up for them and how you'd want to you know console the people that you yourself have hurt and whatever etc and i think that that is again that's a very that's we can all kind of relate to that <clears throat> like obviously not on that scale but i think right. that that's a very important story to be telling of like it's important to go through that work you can't skip to the part where it's all okay again you can't skip to the part where it's all better again and you can't just run away from it either you have to 
confront that and do whatever you can to make amends. And sometimes amends are not possible, but that doesn't preclude you from, you have to try anyway. You have to, yeah. it's your job. And so I think yes. that that's beautiful that he's like, you know what? I can never make this up to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm yeah. going to try anyway. Yeah. I'm going to die trying. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's very, um, <clears throat> it's a good story to be telling. I like that. So the surfer flies up. He says, New Haven, forgive me, but in order to save your world, I must break your sky. So he flies up and he like catapults off the surfboard. The surfboard like embeds itself into the bottom of one of the New Haven moons. The surfer like plants his feet into the top and he outstretches his arms. I thought this was really cool. He's like, that's it. Work with me, board. Together we must act as one. Push ourselves harder than ever before. Today we shall test the very limits of the power cosmic and shatter them. And so we cut to planet New Haven. I love this because yeah. it's like one of these things where it's the same panel three times, but we see the moon kind of like pull out of its orbit and then start going forward. I love yeah. it. They're like, Luna 2, it's breaking orbit. He's surfing the moon, Don says. <laughs> I love He's that. surfing the moon. The fucking, um, this whole page is amazing. I love it's that bottom great. panel with yeah. her face. It's just very pop art. It's just very, it reminds me of when he took her tonsils out. You know what I mean? I just love the color and the expression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> I love, fucking love this. And we, I, I love with Goofy, like premises like this in, in a comic book like this, we get to ignore the things like that would probably destroy the entire planet or whatever <laughs> type of symbiosis they have going with their tides or their atmosphere or their gravity or whatever. But there's another moon. It's probably fine. There's two of them, right? Yes, so yes. They've got they got an one. extra. They got a spare. Yeah. But we get to be like, that's fine. Actually, it's okay for him to do that because it's cool. It's yeah. a cool. It's a cooler idea than it is a anything we have to think about. So it's fine. And I I fucking love this uh, next page as he's like getting closer and closer to the to Galactus's ship, and you can yeah. see like. Galactus. Galactus and he totally nails him Galactus doesn't see him coming he doesn't yeah, see man. a giant moon surfing towards <laughs> him um, but I mean imagine that hit from yeah, behind is dude. just like and then so we this cut page to, is amazing the impact yes. is just awesome the colors are incredible yeah yeah just good stuff I mean I don't know what to say just tremendous impact in the middle we see Galactus's ship the moon is all crashing around what if it. the moon the sun was went- falling <laughs> towards you <laughs> moonfall. i still haven't seen moonfall i really want to see it because it looks like just like my kind of absurd yeah. and ridiculous i just really want to see that dumb dumb movie i'm really excited about yeah. it i still haven't seen it but i would love to see it yeah um they get to do a lot of fun stuff in this comic this reminds me of like the reveal of the impericon or that one page where it had like a maze on it. You know what I mean? Like we get some really yeah. cool stuff like this. Or the one of the, uh, the star, all the stars were doing a special thing. Oh yeah. And you would have missed it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of really amazing stuff that they do in this book. Just like it's this. Good. And I love Galactus, like in all the rubble, but then he just yeah. pushes it aside. I love yeah. this effect. He kind of makes like a wall with it. And again, I'm just so impressed by this owl red version of Galactus. I don't know. He looks cool. Yeah. I don't know. I really he love went that. absurd with it, which I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Galactus, hear me. I represent the six billion souls below. In their name, I order you to leave. And by the power vested in me, power, Galactus says, the only power you possess, my former herald, is the power I bestowed upon you. Power which I now reclaim. And Galactus blasts the surfer. Look at the colors on those eye blasts. Gosh, Man, it's so not. good. 
really cool. I mean, how do they do that? It's like transparent. You can still see the starscape in the background. I mean, gosh. The effect of it's hitting him and the board is like melting and he's just in pain. But even like before he shoots the blast, like his eyes kind of power up. With that Kirby crack. Yeah, Mm -hmm. really good stuff. I love the uh, effect on his voice. The Kirby crackle around the word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Really good good. stuff. I love when they do shit like that. It's fantastic. On the next page, the the smoke that's coming out of the eyes after he blasts him. That's really that's a really nice effect, too. And then but it's Nornrad here. Yeah, he's all fucked up. And he's just floating there in space. One of the aliens is watching this with binoculars and he says, he's failed. And Don's like, give me those. I have to see. And so she sees Norrin just floating in space. She's like, no, hurry. We have to do something. She's like, get all the spaceships together or whatever. They're, and they're like, like telescope binoculars. Right, I love that. You can yeah. see into space with them. That's so cool. And they're telling her these spaceships are old. We, if we start them up again and they're like, look, you know, he's been out there for so long. If he is a humanoid, he's already dead. And so she's like, Norrin, like. She's after all of the him, yeah. yeah after all this but now yeah. he's dead or whatever but in the middle of all this two giant legs plant onto the ground and i love how it shakes everybody they everybody all fall falls down over yeah yeah i mean you would oh man so good <laughs> it's too late we're all doomed galactus standing there yeah this looks fucking cool yeah really good stuff really good so stuff. good i love um it reminds me of the alex ross from marvel's you know, Alex Ross. Oh, that was, yeah. That was one of the first times I was like, wow, with Galactus. I guess like Bob Layton, like some of the right. Bob Layton Galactus stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously Alex Ross. But this is, I mean, yeah, the perspective on this is incredible. Yeah, that would be a fucking sight to see a giant ass <laughs> motherfucker about to eat your planet big old, again. Big old purple <laughs> guy going to yeah. eat your planet again. Again, yeah. No, yeah. that's a good point, Aubrey. I, I didn't think about that. That's That is reliving some serious trauma yeah. right there. Well, uh, I want to talk about that a little bit more, but let's talk about this issue 10 cover. You know, I I like this. It kind of harkens to the Galactus's eating stuff. You know what I mean? Like just like a big mouth coming at you and stuff like that. Um, Really good. But uh, that's exactly what Founder Keen says, Aubrey. He says, by the gods, I never dreamed I'd live to see such a thing twice. You feel so bad for him (laughs) in this moment. Oh my God, to have to go through that twice. Yeah. He's watching this towering Galactus like pull together all the components for the elemental converter. And this is what I remember from the Fantastic Four stuff, right? right? When he he when he yeah. pulls down, you know, he it makes he's making all the machinery and all that stuff. Wouldn't it be more interesting if he was just a big cloud storm? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's the definitely not. Yeah. But in the middle of this, Dawn is still crying over the surfer, and she's like, "He could, Norrin could do the impossible." Remember when he was like, "The impossible, I do it all the time." Yeah. She's like, "But he's dead." Krataka wonders why the surfer didn't silver up again. They check, and they see he didn't lose his powers after all. He's silvering back up. But I like her. I I, I like her perspective on this. Like, ah, he was playing dead a warrior's trick to gain oh, the advantage. Right. This whole time, she's been talking in like warrior's terms yeah and like she's krataka kind of, is from a warrior planet yeah so yeah. she kind yeah. of this whole time like her culture is very like as soon as like for example as soon as they arrived Dawn and and the surfer she was like we need to go into the specific type of mode an attack mode yeah. or whatever oh, you're right and yeah. this guy was like attack mode like what is wrong <laughs> with you and so but you know i think that she's um she's got her own little perspective on things which is very 
like you said, the way that they do all these separate little aliens yeah. and their different points of views and their different, not just their looks, but also their attitudes. They have personality, very, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but you were saying... Um, Don wonders about what happened with Toomey, and Kurtaka says he probably atomized it. And Don's like, the server promised he wouldn't do that anymore. Remember issue seven, that time Norn and yeah. Don went too far. Yeah. Uh, that's where we saw that. So the answer is simple, Don Greenwood. Kurtaka says the surfer lied. And he did. He did. He lied. Yeah. Above, we see the surfer has reatomized to me and he apologizes, saying it was a necessary deception. Apologies, old friend. Yeah. The surfer has no new plan but to go back and fight for the billions who will perish. Yes, board and the girl. And I feel like um, maybe that's more of a... Maybe he was atomizing the board just willy-nilly, like just yeah, whenever. Whenever, and but this the time... The board was like, like I, don't, I don't really like it when you do that, but it's also like, this seemed to be a very extremely necessary... I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. it's yes. delicious. And so the board is probably like, look, if it's absolutely necessary, of course, like if, if you can avoid it, please do. But if it's unavoidable, I would understand. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you know, the board's like, okay, well, look, it is Galactus, so yeah. you get a pass on this one, maybe. I don't know. So the surfer goes at it, and he's blasting Galactus. I love the, like, it's four <laughs> different blasts. surfers, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah. the, the way that they depict him flying all around Galactus' yeah, head and blasting him. Yeah. yeah. My faithless herald, Galactus says, forever defending those in my path. A futile endeavor. For I am Galactus, I hunger, and I must feed. <laughs> <laughs> He's always hungry. The great hunger is upon me. The, <laughs> below, the people of New Haven ready their ships for evacuation. And this one alien has to break it to Founder Keen that his dream of New Haven, a world of survivors, is dead. Because Founder Keen's like, wait, no, we can't do this. This is my dream. And they're like, look, right now we have to save those who we can. It's still so dark to me that, yeah. that, that these children are here. Like that it's the last surviving. Yeah being of a planet yeah. as a child who and, doesn't and, understand like and, that is so dark well and i think it it is dark because they're addressing i mean don said it herself like kill children what, what about those planet what about those millions of worlds in between and it's like no one has ever thought of that like dan slot and michael Arred, they were like oh we should look at that yeah the surfer yes. is like yeah the surfer has killed more people than probably any super villain in the marvel universe yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah if you think about it like we gotta account for that yes. he's gotta he's gotta he's gotta we have can't some... gloss over that exactly well i did some bad stuff but i'm okay now and yeah. it's kind of like well we need yeah. to actually address the fact that you slaughtered and so, children like, in here, the trillions so here we are seeing like the actual races of the people who yes. no longer have worlds because of him yes. you know which i think is interesting they're like we're gonna show you all this it's we're gonna take you through system. all of yeah. it yeah it's, and it's really yes. hard it's a hard topic and i think it's important that they're addressing it that's cool so we get another tremendous double page of the surfer and galactus just going at it i love i mean i just love depictions of the surfer and galactus fighting i mean it's just they always are done well especially with a yes. team like this you will claim no victory here today norin rad galactus says True, you may delay me for a time, but you cannot possibly stop me. <laughs> He's just got these eye beams shooting yeah. at us. I mean, it's not funny. It's horrifying. But it's also, it's just, it's just, I love this image. I right. love this, like. It, it is, it's wacky, but it's so dramatic, too. Yeah. The surfer's like, I fight for the innocent, for the powerless, for all that is right. Galactus is like, such piety. Was it not you who led me to previous worlds and watched as billions of their families perished? The server says, I never asked for, but you did, Galactus says. You were the first to ask. You pled to become my herald, 
to soar the cosmos. But he was like, he only did it to save their world. And the founder, Keen, is like listening to all this. And he's like, of course. And he, so he, ra- he raises his hand, mighty Galactus, spare my world, and I will be your herald. And then all the other s- citizens of New Haven start doing it, too. I love this panel. Like, it's, it's one page, but it's broken yeah. up into panels yeah. to show every single citizen. Even the little girl who scared Don and Surfer when they first arrived is saying it too. And then we cut to this well, one. Even and, the woman who's in charge of all these little yeah, children. Mama hub. Yeah. yeah. And then we get this one really incredible page where it's just like all the citizens. And it just says over it, spare my world and I will be your herald. It reminds me of it's that. such a good page. Yeah. It gives me, yeah. gives me like fucking goosebumps. Just looking at it. It really does. It reminds me of like the, I am Spartacus type of thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something oh, like yeah. that. Like <laughs> we're all going to stand up for this one thing. And um, yeah. And, and, and it's just, um, just like you said, Aubrey, it, it does give you chills because no, I don't think anyone's done this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is a new take. We're like, yeah, like have somebody else try to sacrifice themselves to become the herald or to save this world. I don't know. I think it's really smart. It is emotional, you know. Yeah. Um, I really love this. Good stuff. And it it quickly turns from how could you have done this to, yeah, you know what? If you spare everyone here, I will. I'll fucking become a monster right. to spare everyone yeah. else. And I think that it's, you know, you 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 would always think like, no, I would never do that, no matter the stakes. But then, like faced with this situation, you really never know how you're going to react. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you you might just become a, the herald. Sure, if the fate of the entire planet were at stake, right? Yeah. And then I love this um, next page. The next page is just the reaction from Galactus. It's just like a panel of just him, like just listening Looking, to it. Yeah. yeah, just like reacting to all of it. Across the planet, the word spread. Spare my world and I will be your herald. On radio waves, telepathic fields, tribal drums, cities, nations, whole continents crowd in one voice. Spare my world and I will be your herald. What noble souls, Surfer says. But Galactus says, no. They are nothing more to me than remnants. I have consumed everything distinctive of their home worlds. None of them have anything to offer me, Galactus says. And so Dawn is like, wait, you never ate Earth. Galactus, spare this world, and I will be your herald, she says. Surfer. Yeah. so distraught. He's like, no. He's like, not this one, please. The terms are acceptable, Galactus says. And so he takes Dawn in his hand, and we start getting that Kirby crackle and everything. And it starts to become darker, which I think is interesting. It starts off like the crackle we've seen the whole book through. And then it starts transforming into a different type of effect which is um it's more malevolent looking i find that very interesting the way that they did that visually like visually this book is so fucking incredible yeah at every turn the assignment of okay we we need to draw in color galactus transforming a being with the power cosmic (laughs) into a like you know what i mean like that's just such a Anyway, yeah. good fucking job, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They got to save some of it for this. You know what I mean? They they, they got to save some of the, I don't know, the big show-off moment for some of this stuff. And again, like the, I love this depiction when the surfer's flying all around Galactus. Like on this page, there's 
five surfers, but it's just one. You see it as just one guy flying around. You know what I mean? Right. Here it yeah. is right here. Feel the energies of the cosmos flow through you. The might of Galactus reshaping you. Prepare to be. They have to. They have to illustrate that. Right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what a task. And they they do it with flying colors because the next page here where she's being transformed by the power cosmic is fucking intense. Yeah. So intense. Very psychedelic. And I'm I'm loving that. When Founder Keen realizes that Dawn is sacrificing herself, he orders everyone to their ships, although they are, are unsure that all the ships will fly. And in Galactus's hand, like Danielle said, Dawn screams out in agony as she's transformed. So I love this, this this panel where she's transforming. Yeah. I like how the Kirby Crackle is like her dots are becoming the Kirby Crackle and her um, yeah. her sneakers are starting to like kind of move up her leg becoming all wobbly right yeah her fingers and her hair and her skin and everything about it it's just all yeah yeah you get a lot of sense of movement but also like that transformation happening and it's just very well and you see the surfer's hands like trying to push through like his hands are outside of the borders of the panel yeah you know what i mean like he's trying to reach out to dawn but he can't it's that's, really great. Yeah, yeah that's that. really good stuff. The surfer leaps into Galactus's hands and he tries to like open his hands up to get him to stop. You can stop this, he pleads with Don. Tell him, say you didn't understand what this means. Renounce your pledge. Do it. I can't. All those people will die. Please, I beg you, the surfer says. I would not have you endure what I... I love you. It's in this little tiny, little tiny dialogue or yeah. whatever. Yeah kind of almost says it to himself and at the heart of every good story is is gotta be love the stupidest thing but also the only thing that matters right you know what i mean it's just one of those it's one of those things is it comes it all comes down to that it's the only thing that fucking matters suddenly all the ships take off around galactus off the planet at once creating a diversion an explosion from the ground and it startles galactus he like looks around he doesn't know what's going on what transpires here he says i like that <laughs> what transpires ravenous one is the world united founder keen announces from his ship every survivor of every planet you've devoured speaking as one and we say no more you will not take even one more life from us galactus thinks they're going to attack him but keen says we're leaving the planet all we ask is the girl take our world feast on it devour it it's yours we shall find another. Well, mighty Galactus, do you hunger or don't you? I, I like, like that. that the controls of his ships are all these little, yeah. all these little colorful jelly beans. Oh, they're like little eggs they're or like something. Little eggs. They're like these. They're like little squishy so cool. balls of Play-Doh or something. And Galactus is like, I do. I do hunger. <laughs> I'm going to say do. that next time you're like, hey, are you ready to eat dinner? I'll be like, I do hunger. Very well. But there's all, but there's a, some pacing there where he looks in his hand. He sees the surfer and Don in there. And then he's like, he thinks about it. And then he's like, very well. Inside the ship. One of the aliens is like, oh, Don's, she's totally fine. You know, she's totally unchanged. She doesn't have any of the power cosmic. No traces of cosmic power. But Mama Hub realizes that Don is clearly changed. You know, she's been traumatized. Yeah. The surfer pledges to be the herald to the citizens of New Haven and find them a new world. And then he'll take Don home. And she's just like, all right. Her her face in this, this panel right here, she's looking rough, man. She's- yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you saw, like, yeah. just like Aubrey said, I mean, yeah. all her molecules were being reatomized yeah. or whatever. I yeah, mean, I'm like that's a. But this, this, this really says it all. Her facial yeah. expression here on the uh, the bottom left there yeah. is uh, 
Yeah. He's looking rough, man. Every life on New Haven is saved. Every other trace of the planet is gone. Its mountains, forests, oceans consumed. Every grain of its sand destroyed. Even its memories. And we see the graveyard of worlds being destroyed also. So, you know, they were saying, oh, we're going to preserve every culture and all this kind of stuff. We're going to remember all these people. But now that's being destroyed, too. Well, uh, New Haven's not a place. It's a people. There you go, right? And lo, I am the herald once more, this time for over six billion souls. For their sakes, I sacrifice my freedom. For them, I shall find the perfect planet. I will do everything in my power to ease their pain. For I, too, know how it feels when your whole world comes to an end. The end. And as we, as he says, your whole world comes to an end, we focus in on Dawn, you know, there wrapped up in the, in the blanket crying. Think about yeah. what has happened to her in yeah. the last couple issues, you know, the revelation That's of the surfer trip. and everything. Um, but this page is tremendous, too, because you see the smash moon in the background, all the ships from New Haven, the six billion people. You see New Haven being destroyed by Galactus with a big hole in the middle. Um, just really a lot of great stuff on this page. So I guess like, we're kind of getting to, um, it says the end here. So it's kind of like wrapping up this first 12 issues. Um, I don't know. What did you think of how all this kind of wrapped up to here? I mean, obviously there's more, but if this was the end, I mean, what are you satisfied? It's a very with? dark yeah, ending. Yeah, it is. It's a very dark ending. And, you know, I it's a resolution that is unsettling, but not everything is supposed to be tied up in a neat little bow. It is it is a resolution that leaves it open to new adventures and interpretations and like where do you go from here kind of a thing. I think that that it feels like the end of a first season. Yeah. And it feels like, well, I want to yeah. see the next season. I do want to know what happens to these characters. I do want to know more. And so I. Yeah. Is there more? I'm hoping that there's more. Oh, yeah. No, there there is a lot more. But this is kind of like um, I, I felt like I was glad that they they put it here because um, you don't want this revelation to like go on for like what oh, are they? Right, you know, yeah. I'm glad that they revealed it here kind of early on sure. so we could deal with it. And then, you know, there could yeah. be more story. So. So there's more story. There's more of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk more about the surfer. Um, I have a lot to talk about with the next issue. The The next issue is. The one that I've been kind of waiting to get to, issue 11, is the Eisner Award-winning issue. Oh, wow. And um, so I'm excited to get to that one. But we'll talk about that one on a future discussion. Okay. But I'm so glad you guys are enjoying the series. So as I've been reading this series and the way that everybody keeps, like, recognizing the surfer and they talk about his past and all that, it kind of reminded me a little bit of some of the modern Doctor Who. It became legend that everywhere the Doctor went... um, you know, death and destruction followed. And it was just because, you know, he was just there to say things and all that. And I know Dan Slott's a big Doctor Who fan, so I wonder if that's kind of oh, rubbing okay. off on his, like, storytelling. Oh, okay. this. Nice. You know? nice. Oh, yeah. I, mean, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He's, like, really excited. He's going to be writing a Doctor okay. Who comic, like, next year. So Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, so so I, I just kind of, like, I, I'm starting to see kind of parallels oh. between, you know, not saying it's the same no, thing sure, or anything like that, but it's I mean, okay it's okay to like, recognize parallels. Because, I mean, because, you know, it's just like, you know, like, you think about it, like, the Silver Surfer is a character that is responsible for the deaths of trillions of people. And <laughs> um, we kind of sort of don't really ever think about that uh, when we're talking about the character. But, I mean, yeah. that's there. That's and part I of like that they went and through so that. I like how the, her reaction was, get fucked, yeah. Yeah, you know? Right, and yeah. they had to yeah. go through all that. Right. I mean, if you just found out your new friend was, like, responsible for genocide. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like that's yeah. never happened. You, I, mean, I can't even conceive of that. Yeah. That's so yeah. Amazing. Well, other than that, I've been enjoying this comic a lot. I, I mean, it is getting into these deep and heavy things, but it's still pretty lighthearted and fun. You know, the art is beautiful. Yeah. The writing is just top notch. I mean, the colors, everything about it. I mean, it's just you know. Awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this next issue. It's going to be fun. I'm so excited to hear what your reaction will be. But we'll save that discussion for another time. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. Yes, say all the things. All right, everybody. We just finished Silver Surfer issues 8 through 10. I want to hear what you think of the story. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. You can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gajahan for the theme music. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody who wrote in and gave us a hey, oh, you yeah. damn guys. Thank That's you, awesome. guys. It's a lot of fun. I love it when you guys interact with us. Thanks, John, for all your editing skills. Thank you, Danielle, for always doing wonderful. And welcome back yeah. to the show, Danielle. We've missed you these last <laughs> couple episodes uh you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and uh, when you're there open it up and give us that five-star review that every little yeah. bit helps thank you very much and uh if you're liking this and you have a friend that lives into comics let them know too and spread the love every ask everybody to join the book club yes do it next week we're gonna be reading silver surfer issue 11 uh, i can't wait eisner award-winning yes. so you guys know what to do i'll let those back issues trades the omnis the digitals the hoopla and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. And I do hunger, <laughs> but maybe not for an atrocious Logarian sweet berry pie. And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, we're upside down in space. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. <laughs>